Well, we're in a new series this month, and the title of it is, on this particular day, is Discovering the Joy of God's Will. Discovering the Joy of God's Will. And, you know, I, I'm going to say this, that, you know, um, a lot of times um, I, I think that we get preconceived ideas about what it's like to follow God, and we get preconceived ideas on, you know, serving God. And, um, and, and, and I think that, you know, that people, you know, religion will tell you that, that serving God, uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to be happy serving God. Religion will, will, will tell you that, uh, that, you're, uh, that serving God, is, you're going to have to lay down a lot of your natural comforts to serve God. Amen. And I'm going to say this, that God's not a killjoy. I mean, God has designed each one of us. And, he, and each one of you are special and one of a kind. And, um, and, and you know, uh, God wants you moving into that place that he designed for you. Amen? And so, listen, uh, I, I, I never knew that God was calling me to be a, a pastor or a, a minister, but... You know, there were some things that, that God revealed to me early, you know, some, some things that I wanted to do um, that brought me into this place. And, and God will put desires on the inside of us. And what we need to do is just step up and do the little things. And then as we start doing the little things, we'll start moving into that place that God wants us to move into. Amen? And so uh, tr tr tradition uh, will... Uh, tell us, and tradition will tell us, uh, or, or tell us how to to pray. And have you ever heard this about praying for the will of God that 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 you can add something at the end of a prayer? And um, and and some uh, religious people or tradition traditional ways to pray is to add this: "If it be Thy will." Has anybody ever heard that? Lord, uh, I'm going to go do this, and at the end of your prayer, if it be Thy will. Has anybody ever been taught to pray like that in here? You know, that, that almost like you don't ever know if it's God's will. But, Lord, I'm going to go over here if it be thy will. Lord, heal this person if it be thy will. <laughs> and so that kind of gives you a connotation is you never know what, what the will of God is. You hear what I'm saying to you today? And tradition, and, and, and we, we pick this up. Um, and, and teachers pick this up, and I, I think that, you know, it's sort of like the extreme sovereign teaching of God. It's kind of like God is in total control, and so you never know what God wants to do in a situation, and so you always, you know, you never know, so, so pray the safe prayer. Some pastors pray it safe, and so if they, they're not 100% sure if God's going to heal the person, they just throw on God, heal, the, heal, heal this person if it be thy will, just in case. But you know what? It is God's will for you to be healed. It is God's will for you to be set free. It is God's will to, for you to be delivered. It is God's will. God's word is his will. And so we have to get a revelation of that. And what people, people get this. Uh, from they, they think Jesus prayed this way. And really, they get it from Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying. 
and he was praying and he said, you know, Father, you know, I pray that this cup pass me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. But we, we, we kind of, we, we read into things and we hear maybe a, an anointed preacher that, that's great at preaching and he can orate and he can do all these things. But then he prays that if it be thy will. And just because it's a good minister and a great preacher and an orator doesn't mean he knows everything and that he may have some bias on the extreme sovereignty of God. Amen. In other words, that God is the one that's pushing all the buttons and pulling all the strings. But, you know, God's not doing it all. You know, if it's, you know, in other words, there is a man's side to following the will of God and there's a God's side. And God's not going to do your part and you can't do God's part. So it's, it's, a, it's a combination. We got to do the natural and then God can do the supernatural. And so that, that's the key. So, so I, I really believe that people, they, they struggle with the will of God in their lives. Amen? And, uh, and there's, there's four schools of thought. There's some schools of thought about following the will of God, knowing the will of God. And, and one, one thought here is people have a fear of knowing God's will. And the reason why is... They, they have an erroneous idea. If you follow God, if you start doing his will, your life is going to be boring. Anybody have that one? Your life is going to be all Boresville. I mean, you're not going to be able to do anything fun anymore. Or your life is going to be miserable. Anybody out there like that? Or if you do, I mean, you might, you know, or if you do God's will, it's just going to be a constant struggle. Amen. But, but God's will is the most exciting thing you will ever do. And it will be the most satisfying thing in your life. Amen. And, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they get, you know, some say that some people, they get a career at 21 and they get their career at 21 and they and, and they and they actually and they get into a place where they're doing the same job, but it's not really fulfilling them. And they're not really living life until, you know, and, and they just and they get into a place where they're, they're just making a living instead of living life. I like what my brother says, live in the dream. And we need to learn. We, we need to be living the dream. Glory to God. God wants, God has a dream for each one of you. And it's a good dream. It's a lot, it's a good dream. It's a good, God has, he, he wants more for you than you want for yourself. Some people think if I start serving God, I'm going to have to give it all away. I'm going to have to sell it all. I'm going to have to live a life of poverty, take a vow of poverty. No, I, I've taken a vow of prosperity. I have taken a vow of health. Yes, amen. amen. I'm not, are you hearing what I say? You, you're going to have to suck it up. You know, if you're going to serve God, you're going to be a miserable. <laughs> I was going to say something, <laughs> use some words here, S, but anyway. But you're going to be a miserable person. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> And uh, another, another school of thought, if I discover the will of God, 
you know, uh, you know, I, I, I will, I will hate it. I will hate it. And and this is a school of thought. And some people actually teach this to their congregants. Uh, they teach some ministers teach if the thing that normally the thing that you hate is what God wants you to do. Have you ever heard that? If you hate it, then that's God's will for you. <laughs> Think about that. So if you got, you know, I don't, you know, if you hate it, listen, what it is, is the outward man hates to do anything. <laughs> Anybody wants to go to a mission trip with me and go down to Africa and preach? And somebody, yeah, yeah, you want to eat some grub worms? And <laughs> no, no, I want to be in a hotel. I don't mind preaching, pastor, but I better be in the five-star hotel in Africa. Better have air condition. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be walking any dusty roads. Are you but and, and we get and, and our flesh, we, we cater to our flesh way too much. I mean, we, we pamper our flesh. And really, the outward man is dictating to the inward man. And the outward man, you gotta push put down the outward man. And sometimes the outward man will make you think that what you don't want to do is really what you what you're going to be fulfilled in doing. Hello. See, when, when I, listen, the, you know, the enemy put in my heart, you don't want to be a pastor. They're all boring people. They stay home and they're always at the same congregation. They, they marry the church. They don't date it. You know, it's more fun to date, right? Anyway, but anyway, and, 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 and the enemy put in my heart that I, that really be more exciting to be an evangelist. And really try to sell me in the idea that being a pastor would not be fulfilling. And it's not something that I didn't want to do. Amen. And the enemy will put those things in you. And, but, but you need to discover. And you know, the title of this sermon is Discovering the Joy of God's Will. And, and I'm telling you, you will start, when you start moving into the things of God, you will discover, wow, you know, God's will in your life, and you will discover that you can do things you never thought you could do. There are gifts, there are abilities in each one of us, and until we start taking small steps, we will never be all that God wants us to be, amen? And so, so this is the idea, that, that if, you, if you hate this, if you, you know, somebody would say, Pastor, how do I know the will of God? You know, You'll know it if you hate it. And that's, and that's not really true. Because God has designed each one of us. And what he's designed us to do, we will fit into that place. Amen. In other words, it's not hard for me to be up here to, pre, to preach to you guys. You know, it's, it's not really that taxing. It's, it, 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 there's a grace for me. Amen. You know, I, I'm up here and you say, wow, this guy's awesome, you know. No, not really. But, uh, but you know, I, I'm not up here by myself. I got the Holy Spirit. I got the grace of God. I hopefully have you guys praying for me, especially for pride. But anyway, it's like that one minute says, one, one person said, uh, uh, you know, we'll keep the pastor broke and, and God, you keep him humble. Amen. Okay. You know, okay. Hallelujah. But anyway, and so, and so you're not going to hate what God calls you to do. But there might be some fear in it, in, in what God's calling you to do. Amen. But you got, you, listen, you, you face fear. The death of fear will soon to come. 
In other words, God might be trying to draw some of you to, to maybe to move a little bit further into the will of God. And, and, and fear is holding us back because we're just not too sure. Amen. And I'm going to say this. Just do it afraid. Just move forward anyway. Amen. There's some things that I did this week. I didn't think I could do in the natural, but I just moved forward in it and I got it accomplished. Just by the grace of God. Amen. And I'm telling you, you start moving. You should start, you know, that, that movie. What about Bob? Anybody ever seen that movie? Baby Steps. Baby Steps. Anybody see that movie? What about Bob? Baby Steps. And so, and so uh, it, it's just taking baby steps into the full will of God. Amen? Uh, there's another school of thought. God's will is only for those, those that are gifted people. It's only for those that can sing and that those are eloquent in speech. Those can, and that's not me. <laughs> and, and I butcher the English language terribly. But anyway, um, and uh, Pastor, you're, no. But anyway, but, but we think that the will of God is for the superstars. Do you know what I'm saying? We, 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 we listen, we, we, any of you watch a, uh, Christian, uh, uh, ministers on TV Amen. and these guys are they're like superstars you know they're up there and they're like superstars you're like wow I could never talk like that I mean they're awesome you know and look at what they're doing and they got these mega churches and you know how are they doing it you know and you think that's for the elite we, 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 we put ministers on a pedestal are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we say, wow, they're so up there. It's for special people. Am I connecting with anybody today? Let them do all the ministry. I'll just sit back and just be a cheerleader. Amen. And, but God doesn't want to. He, you know, it's more fun to be in the game than just to be a spectator. It's more fun to, to, to be in the fight. You know, it, you know the, the people that's on the dream team here at Exceed Life Church, we're working together. It's a team effort. Everything is working together to pull off a successful service so that people can be touched by the mercy and the love of God so we can present the gospel in the best possible way to reach somebody for Jesus. Amen. And so, and we're, and it's not just all me up here. Thank God that we have people that are in place setting everything up. Amen. Thank God for the dream team. Dream team. Where are you guys at, buddy? Amen. Do this. But anyway, but God, but, but we believe that sometimes it, it, it's just the gifted people or the super spiritual people. Amen. Sometimes what the enemy will do, and this is what I really think the enemy does, that hinders us from moving into the, the full will of God, is he, he, he tells us this, you just got way too many problems to really get really, really involved in church. You, you, got, you, you, gotta get, you, gotta, you gotta get fixed up first. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Does anybody ever do that to you? You know, you, you, you're, 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 you know the enemy will, will say, you know, you're just not that bright. You, you don't have any discernible talents. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really, the best thing you can do is just sit there in the chair. Amen? No, no. And the enemy will try to make you think that, that you don't have anything to give. Everybody has something to give. 
Amen. And the enemy will try to make you think that you just have way too many problems. Amen. And listen, listen, God's, God is not looking for people that are perfect people. He's not looking for the perfect. He, he's, he's, he's not looking for gold vessels. He's not looking for silver vessels. He's looking for willing vessels. He's not trying to look to see how, how perfect you are. Amen. And, and how you walk with Christ. Thank God for that or I wouldn't be up here. Amen. If you, man, I lost it this week. I got angry. I got upset, man, about something. And man, I wasn't acting like a pastor. You might want to put a B in front of that, you know, and a D at the end. But, but I wasn't... I, I was acting like somebody else. I was mad. They, they, the, the, I was, man, I want to talk about it. <laughs> I want to talk about what happened this week. I want, glory to God, Yen said, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Boy, I, will, I want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm still not over it. But I had to pray this morning and say, Lord, I forgive that person. It's companies. I'm talking about companies in general. Have you ever had a big company just take advantage of you? Yes. <laughs> Can I give you one story? <laughs> if I talk about it, I'm going to get angry. My blood's going to boil. <laughs> talking about it today. And, I, and it's not over. I'm talking to the general manager tomorrow. Amen. <laughs> Do you know what? Can I just say this? Can I say this? People that work for a company, they don't really work for the company. You know who they work for? They work for you. Because you're the consumer. And if you're not buying their product, then they don't have anybody to serve and they go out of business. So, you know, they think they're working for the company. No, they're working for you. If they don't serve you, then they're, then they're not serving the company. Okay. Well. <laughs> you work for me, buddy. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Man. Mercy. Glory to God. I'm, I'm, I've already lost this message already. But <laughs> Amen. God forgive that person. But anyway, and that group of people. Amen. So we... <laughs> So God doesn't use perfect people. Think about this. Think about this. God saw a man named Noah. And, uh, and, and, and God saw his heart. And, God, and, and Noah, what, the Bible says he was a righteous man in his day. He was a, a preacher of righteousness. And, and in that day, I'm telling you, it was evil all around, kind of like today. <laughs> you know, there's evil all around us. You know, the very atmosphere, not here, but when you get outside, the very atmosphere is opposed to God. It's a, just, hey, listen, just to get a Bible. Walk around somewhere, you know, go to Starbucks or go to somewhere and hold your Bible around. Start walking around. People will back off. You know what I'm saying to you today? And so, and so it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's evil out here. But even though it's evil, listen, listen, you don't have to allow the evil to get on the inside of you. Amen. I almost let that happen this week. But you don't have to let the evil 
Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Get inside of you, praise God. And Noah was a man that God, you know, called to build the ark, to build a ship that he never done. He never built a ship before. But, but God said, I gave him the schematics, gave him the plans, showed him how to do it, and he was able to save his family and the animals. But what's interesting about Noah, he ended up in a tent, you know, drunk and naked. Think about that. I, wh why does God have to include these things in, in the Bible? You know, why can't he just why can't he just be the perfect guy? Noah was the perfect guy. You know, he didn't have any problems. He had some problems with 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 wine, I guess. Amen. He was drunk and naked in his tent. And of course, his and then his son had a problem. He ma he mocked his father, which was a bad thing for him to do. Amen. We don't want to mock people. We don't want to scorn people. We don't want to do those things. But see, God, even though God, we have some problems on the outside, God is not looking on the outside. He's looking on the inside of our heart. Do you have a desire to serve God? Amen. All it takes is a little desire. All it takes is just a little bit. You just got to have a desire. And then you have to fan that desire with, with, with a revelation of what God wants you to do. Amen? And so, uh, you know, we, we have uh, Abraham. And, you know, he's called the father of our faith. But you know what? He had a fear that uh, the Egyptians were going to kill him over his beautiful wife. Amen. He had a fear of death. Even though God said at the very beginning, I'm going to protect you. See, see, everybody thinks that Abram, you know, was this great man of faith in the very beginning. He wasn't. It was the process of time he became the great man of faith. You see, we, we read these stories and we think Abraham was a great man of faith. He was able to hold out 25 years. He didn't hold out 25 years. What, Pastor? No, it was in the 10th year when his wife said, I got a great idea. Why don't you hook up with my maid? Think about that. He said, I got a great idea. And he, she said, well, you know, he looked at her and she, she has nice legs, you know. <laughs> well, you hear what I'm saying to you today? And you're like, oh, I'm not, you know. But, you know, I... <laughs> Mercy. I mean, he would have made a great Mormon. No, I won't go there. In the early days in the Mormon church, I don't want to go there, but they believe in polygamy, you know, marrying more than one. Okay, that's kind of out of their bylaws right now. But anyway, I won't go there. But anyway, so, so but, but, he, but it looked like he fouled up the plan of God. I want to say this, even though we might make some mistakes on our way to the perfect will of God, even though we may make some mistakes, God still can fix it. And even though it was in the 10th year, that in the ten, and, and the number 10 stands for test. Amen. When you ever get, look at the number 10, you know, it's always, you know, dealing with tests in the Bible. And so, and so, and so it, it appeared that they, they missed the mark. And they really did miss the mark. But God, the plans and purpose of God, the Bible says, are without repentance. Which means that if God puts a, a, a purpose and a plan on your life, he's not going to take it away from you. And so Abraham, his purpose and plan was to have the seed, really, of the, the, the seed, really, uh, to, to go forth. And through that line, through that lineage, Jesus would be born. 
Amen? And so Isaac was the promised seed of Abraham. Amen? And Isaac means laughter. And I'm going to say this to you today. God's bringing you into a place where you're going to start laughing again. Where you're going to start rejoicing again. Where you're going to start saying, Woo, man, it's so good to be serving God. It's so good to be in the will of God. It's so good to be in the plans of God. I'm telling you, you're going to be laughing again. Maybe the enemy's laughing at you right now like he did this week with me. But I'm telling you, I'm going to get the last laugh. Don't touch God's anointed. Or do his prophets no harm. And don't mess with his pastors either. But anyway. Can't get over a godly person. Amen. Don't take advantage of man of cloth. I'm still working it out. I'm working it out, Lord. I'm working it out. Amen. Say God's working it out. The Bible says that God will work out all things for good to those who love him. And I've, I've learned some things. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm an expert in a certain field right now. I mean, I did my studying. And so anyway, <laughs> I'd love to tell you the story. But anyway, he, anyway, King David, you know, you think about King David. He was anointed as a, you know, possibly a 17-year-old boy. He was anointed as king. And, and think about this. And he had the anointing of him of a champion. He had anointing of him as a giant slayer. I mean, he took out lions. He took out bears. This man was powerful. Praise God. And God saw David and saw his heart. And, and it was more than just his abilities. It was his heart attitude. And so he was anointed. But even though David was anointed and was considered the, one of the greatest kings of Israel, a man after God's own heart, he still committed adultery. He still killed his, 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 his captain, you know, in, the, in his military. And he committed adultery and murder. But God still loved him. And God still forgave him. And God... Uh, you know, calling was still intact in his life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So listen, don't use the excuse that you messed up last week or you lost it, that God can't use you. No, he can always use you if you keep a humble heart. Amen? And so we, we, we think about there. there's two streams uh, of thinking when we're thinking about the will of God. And, you know, I'm going to try to illustrate this. And in a center, you could say it's the place called there. Amen. And think about an arrow going this way, an arrow going that way. And so a place called there, that's where we want to be in the place called there. How many people want to be in the place called there? Some of you are saying Hollywood uh, or I'm sorry, Hawaii is the place called there. But no, no. Exceed Life Church, Sunday morning, is the place called there. Amen? And, and so that's where you want to be at. But, there, but over here, there is what you'd call, you know, I, I call it no worries. And I'm not saying that in a positive way that you're content in the state that you're in. But I'm saying that there are some people that aren't really concerned about the will of God in their life. They're not concerned about following Jesus. They're not concerned about, you know, doing, they, they, they're, 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 you know, they're just concerned about their own agenda. In other words, the, the, the will of God for their life is not a priority to them. Putting God first is not a priority to them. Do you know people like that? They're, they're, they're not in church. A lot of these people are out of church. They're what I call orphan Christians. They're, they're, not, they're not being a part of the body. 
they, they're, 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 they, they think that they can do the Christian thing without the body of Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? They, they, they're called CEO Christians. Christmas and Easter only. Tune in next week for the completion of this message. We would like to invite you to join us Sunday morning at Regal Stadium 12 Movie Theater located at 104 Constitution Drive, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Service starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Nursery and Children's Church provided. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit us at www.exceedlifechurch.org.